0: House, Welcome to this episode 179. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. Hey, what's up, guys? And this is Bobby. And we're back at the end of the season now. Everything is past. Like end, end. MLS the Cup has end, passed. Everything. We're, now we're in, in stages of just rumors. So where do we go from here, guys? Where do we start?
1: It's, I mean, you know, just like MLS. Like, okay, we're going to shorten the season. Um... We're gonna wrap everything up early, and we think, "Oh, great! We're gonna have a long break." Nope, trade window immediately following, and then there's a bunch of other stuff that happens uh, between now and the end of, and the beginning of the year. So, yeah
0: Here we are. MLS Cup is over. Oh, well, I guess Welcome to the off season. I guess there's no yeah, goddamn exactly. break time for us. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, we did. It. We had a bye week last week, so yeah, we, so hi true. guys, we're back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys watch the final? I saw it in no. my car on 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 the road. I, I, so the I didn't. Road. I wasn't really focusing it com- focusing it on completely, but I got the gist of like how the game was going from half to half.
1: Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that the first half was a relatively like boring, typical final of teams
0: filling each other out and although, trying to make stuff happen although and there was like five Michael Bradley's on the field i don't know how they did that but
1: well you know <laughs> he had that he he what was funny is like um i think somebody mentioned it earlier in the year like the week leading up to MLS Cup that said hey if uh Toronto wins MLS Cup uh, uh, Michael Bradley's contract 6.5 million dollar contract automatically gets renewed
0: so of course yeah they were saying that in pregame
1: yeah you look at you look at Michael Bradley and he's Everywhere, I'm like, oh, he seems motivated. Maybe somebody should have dangled that in front of him during the USA turned End Tobago game. Oh, yeah, he's,
0: he's a different yeah. person on that. But yeah,
1: he, he he totally. It looked like the old Michael Bradley out there. It's good. oh yeah, it was, like uh, it's,
0: it's been it's been years since I've seen that level of quality quality of exactly. Michael Bradley. And and I was
1: debating, like, uh, people were asking me, oh, who are you rooting for? And, of course, you know, I'm never, never truly rooting for anybody. But on the one hand, I was like, well, if a team in the East wins it, then at least I can't, then, then at least in my, in my mind, the way I can logic my way, like, well, if the Galaxy had made it, the Western Conference team wins it, damn it, we would have won that game. But I was like, well, if the team in the East wins it, I can at least say, well, an Eastern team won it, and it was a team that, you know, doesn't really, we're not really like, there's no rivalry between us and Toronto. There used to be one between us and Seattle. Um, But then I started thinking, I was like, I don't want the Bradley family. They don't deserve (laughs) any adoration right now. You're going in all these different avenues. (laughs) Michael has disciplined me. Plus Josie Altidore. Forget this team. Forget Toronto. And then I started thinking about Seattle. And I was like, I don't want Seattle either. Stupid Jordan Morris with his 1950s haircut. and, and, (laughs) And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Seattle knocked out LAFC. All mm-hmm. right. I'll lean a little bit towards Seattle's way. <laughs>
0: See, like I don't I don't go oh, into the game thinking of who I should support. I always get surprised during the game when I'm like, whoa, like when I'm getting excited for someone and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going for them. So like, <laughs> so, so, like, <laughs> so, like 30 minutes in, I think Seattle almost made a goal. And I was like, oh, like I wanted it to happen. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going for Seattle. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. I wonder if I if that'll work for me on the I think it in happens in the it future just, game. I think it just happens in the progression of the game. I just see who I like, who's playing better in in my in like in in my preference and then somehow I just go for that team, you know? But but yeah. dude, that was Toronto. Yeah, like, in the Toronto beginning of the first half, yeah, it was all Toronto. So I, I thought it was going to be Bradley. I, thought, I seriously thought Bradley was going to win this like all on his own. The way it was 100%. the yeah. way it was going that first half, I literally thought that was going to happen. Like he
1: was just gonna loft the ball up and then run and, and and make the ball make the goal. Like he would pass it out of the back and then get get in front of the goal to
0: make a goal. He would he would pass it from the midfield to himself to the to make the goal as a striker. Right. There was so many. Right. Of him.
1: <laughs> hey, Six point five million dollars, man. It's a lot of money. Uh, but ultimately, it was Seattle. Um, and yeah, well-deserved. It's nice to see they had a, they had a really like good showing. I think they had like what, 69,000 people in the stadium.
0: Good.
1: Um, yeah, I, the most of any, any sporting event in that venue, I believe, which is an, amazing. Um, this mm-hmm. is the, the, the sort of thing that we were, hoping to see one day and now it's becoming a reality so it's good you know last year there was seventy thousand in atlanta this year sixty nine thousand in seattle pretty amazing uh for for mls well yeah yeah i
2: mean, I mean, I mean yeah uh, we're growing well i mean uh, for, uh, in a stadium that was uh well, I don't want to be built for two but you know the, the teams that came in two point oh and below, and beyond, they're the ones that kind of average the bigger attendance. So there, I, mean, I don't want to say it's a little misleading, but at the same time, it, it's nice to see that. I think like the the viewers on Sunday were could be a uh, or the viewers on the, the viewers on TV could have been a little higher. I think they're good, but I think they were down from last year.
1: From I think what I understand, like one point 1. seven million.
2: Something like that. They said that there was a a drop from last year's Mm. final. So, um, you know, got to keep that in mind and kind of keep it into perspective. But, uh, you know, I guess no one's really paying attention to Seattle and Toronto. I'm pretty sure that the ratings would have been a little higher if, say, uh, Zlatan would have been well, in yes, there of
0: course you know of course.
2: Um, or even if uh, the Galaxy were to play uh, LAFC in the final I'm pretty sure that might break oh. and shatter records uh, Oh, that, that, so that would have got 6 million that would have been, <laughs> yeah. so been over yeah that would have been over
0: yeah
2: so uh, well, that can happen so, but I mean the, the funny thing is is that everyone's talking about 3 out of 4 years you've had this final and honestly I didn't notice it until someone brought it to to, to my attention I didn't notice that I go hey that's right this has been the final for the past Oh, no, three out of four years. And uh, meh. Well, what do you mean?
0: I, I mean, you have, to, the you have to acknowledge it's not. What does he it, mean by that?
1: The, three out of four years, it's been Seattle and Toronto oh, yeah, in the yeah, final. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. I thought you meant calling. Um, No, no, no. no. Uh, but I mean, th- that brings up, I, we we talk about in sports, of course, everybody talks about dynasties, right? And it, uh, Lewis, as you said, I didn't really realize it until somebody brought it up and I went, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. And none of them have really been spectacular. Like there was that year that Toronto uh I, I would say that the both years that Toronto won it, they were they had pretty spectacular seasons. Um sorry, not both years Toronto won it. The two years previous years that Toronto appeared in MLS Cup final, they had spectacular seasons from very, very terrible beginnings. Uh their their the early parts of their history have been were terrible, right? They didn't make the playoffs for like seven years. Uh, then suddenly Joe Vinko comes in, they get some new blood, you know, they bring Michael Bradley and, and Josie Altador, and they're appearing in finals. This time it was Omar Gonzalez. Um, Seattle has been consistently in the final, in the playoffs. They've been consistently good in the playoffs. And had it not been for the Galaxy, I think they would have made more finals. And Lewis, I know you've talked about this before that every time we were sort of Seattle's foil, whenever we'd come up against them in, uh, in the playoffs, it, it will always, it always seemed to be Robbie Keane's teams that would just find a way to beat Seattle. And had it not been for the galaxy, I think that Seattle would have been in, obviously would have been, you know, looking at five MLS, you know, appearances in MLS cup, but you have to wonder is, Is this team, Seattle or Toronto, can you consider them dynasties? Because over the last five years,
0: they've been very good. Don't you have to win them consistently to be a dynasty?
2: Yeah, and that's kind of where I was going. I think if Toronto had won the first of that matchup, because remember, they were were the quote-unquote better team. They outplayed Seattle, outshot them. For, uh, Stephen Fry absolutely stood on his head uh, I, I'm not really sure how that ball Did not ever go inside the goal Seattle never put a shot on goal And won the game through penalties If Toronto had won that one Won the back-to-back uh, In, was it two, six, 2016, 2017? Um, and then say they had won This year I would say yes Because you have three championships And they would have made noise Obviously, I know making three championships in four years, it's not an easy feat, but you only won one of them. Hell, the Buffalo Bills made four Super Bowls in a row and won none of them. That's not a dynasty. And with the exception of the 2017 Toronto team, neither of those teams in any one of those years were dominant. We wrote Seattle and Toronto off about two months ago. We had no idea that they were even going to make the playoffs. We said, look.
1: Bobby knew. Bobby knew. I did. Yeah, Bobby knew.
2: Yeah. Uh, Thank we, you.
1: Thank you for the credit. Okay, so
2: so, so David and I <laughs> wrote Seattle and Toronto off nearly two months ago. We said to ourselves, look, Seattle in the past four years have turned it up in July and August and have made uh, a very deep run in the playoffs. Heck, they may not even make the playoffs this year. It looks like they're kind of faltering uh, and stumbling at that finish line, usually where they finish strong. And all of a sudden, they end up in second in the Western Conference and become champions. Didn't really see that coming, to be perfectly honest. And Toronto, yeah. pretty much the same way. Look, they're not going to make the playoffs. I think with like a month left, they were in the eighth seed. We said, hey, they've got to win all these games. they got to keep up. Everybody in the Eastern Conference tanked. And all of a sudden,
0: they end up in fourth. It's because so, it was so tight and everybody was fucking up too. I mean, everybody was so tight on on points. I mean, it just it, – it was just the shuffle. Like I – Yeah. I, for me, like that – Falling, falling those rankings and going up those rankings, I don't want to give too much credit to anybody or discount anybody because it was just so tight that two, three games just shuffled everything around. Yeah. No, it's, I
1: it's mean, absolutely ultimately you true. Get, ultimately, you get to the final. That's, that's a feat in and of itself. You know, the playoff structure in MLS is what it is. And so you look at the way once you're in the playoffs, it's like, boom, you start fresh. So I think you need to look at the two separate the two things separately because also again with Toronto like they won supporter shield and uh, they also um, broke a, a points record within that time frame within that that three year to four year time frame and silly. so you look at uh, <laughs> right and then and then and then and then here's the crazy thing is they were almost dead last last year and then they turned it around to the point where they make it to a final. So that's, I mean, to me, that's uh, over the course of a few years, that's a, a pretty incredible to see. Seattle again, consistently in the hunt. Um, it it reminds me of the Houston teams from, uh, you know, from from the times where they they made what four MLS cups within a six year period. So you look at those teams, and y- y- sure, you don't consider. Houston or like new England, who also made four MLS cups within a, a short period of time, uh, you don't consider them dynasties. You look at them and, and think of them as also runs, but you have this, you have these, these sort of big waves of, of teams being successful. Um, and then just kind of falling off and and leveling out with everybody else. But if you think about MLS dynasties, um, Obviously, you have to take into consideration the galaxy, the 2009 to 2014 galaxy. I think that those teams were consistently good, and uh, you know, the, obviously, we won what uh, three, three. Four, three MLS cups in in those years. Four, uh, four
2: uh, MLS Cup appearances. We, we, we four, the appearances. In 2009. We won.
1: Yep. Right, we won three times, and we ran the table in in 2010. So. That was a year where we won to Border Shield, we won MLS Cup. 2011 uh, was it? 2011. Uh, we run. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we ran to Shield, we won MLS Cup. We pretty much were the dominant team in MLS during that time. I think that that the LA Galaxy in that era is the only team that you can make a very strong case to say that was a dynasty.
2: Yeah, and then, and I know the word dynasty is thrown around sports very very loosely right. dynasties in the that's traditional right. sense uh they last or uh or in historically they last hundreds if not thousands of years what? uh what you yeah when when you're talking about like the ming are you talking
1: about the ming dynasty no <laughs> we're not talking about that we're talking about, we're talking about ming <laughs> <laughs> hundreds yeah, well, and thousands what of so years we're, <laughs> hundreds
2: and <of> thousands <laughs> of,
0: where of years where there was blood packs <laughs>
2: Hey, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, but the we're galaxy. About sports. Hey, the galaxy have been around for hundreds of thousands of years. Am I not? Am I wrong? No. no, no. no. Okay. no, no okay. Not, li- <laughs> um, not literally. Um, no, but I mean, f- from from what you can pick out, I mean, look, uh, 25 years. It's still relatively short period of time compared to uh, other leagues uh, around the world, even other sports in, in this country. If you
1: look at it in the scale. In the scale. But if you're of looking at a guess.
2: If you're looking even from the decades, you're saying, you know, the in the, 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 the 90s, sure, DC United gonna, would we, have to be up there.
0: David, are we going to have to do a dynasty, uh, dynasty or no dynasty? Because now you're going to start calling everything dynasty, <laughs> like oh everything calling golazos. And then... <laughs> what, this team won four in a row? That's a dynasty. <laughs> in the scale, in the scale, bring the scale down. <laughs> You see, you see it now. And then we have to argue the scale. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's now I'm thinking it's like a Golazo or no Golazo thing. I'm like, ah, everything's a dynasty nah. now. <laughs>
1: but I think in a league, in a league that is now 25 years old, I think you can look at, you can go back and look at the history of the league, and you can, you can see what the the stretches of success were for certain teams. So you look, you think about DC United from the inception of the league, from '96 to '99, right? They won three MLS Cups in that span. Is that a dynasty? You know, is that the budding, the budding?
0: Start? I guess
2: for, it's I mean, like I guess the only thing you can call yes.
0: a dynasty for in the MLS, I think. It's the only thing you could really call.
1: Right. But, the, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not comparing it to the yeah. Ming dynasty. I'm yeah, comparing yeah. it to MLS. Well, not the Ming. I, I feel, uh, but, you know, but you I... You talk <laughs> about the Lakers, right? The, the mid-2000 Lakers, the 90s or the 90s and 2000 lakers like they were successful for what eight nine years
2: well they won the at the turn of the millennium they won three in a row before but the 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 team that i consider as far as that decade is probably the spurs because they did it very quietly but they were successful they had i think the same like three or four championships but later on in the decade so you can kind of make a case for both of them but We're we're talking about three championships
1: in 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 3 in a, years in 3 years in a in a span the NBA's been around since what 1960 something
2: uh 50s I think okay 1950s
1: well span, I mean,
2: well look at the boston celtics years? yeah but look at the boston celtics they you know what, what they did in back in the day they did the <laughs> same thing like what eight eight trophies in a row
1: Sure, but you just called the Spurs a <laughs> dynasty who won three years in a row. So when you look at the you look at the scale of MLS and you say, okay, the Galaxy won three MLS cups within a four year period or five year period, that's to me it's impressive. Successful, it's impressive, yeah. and it's what you would consider a dynasty within MLS
2: within sports. Yeah, and I and I agree with that. And that's why I said I put the the DC United '96, uh, uh, you know, through the two thousand team, same thing. I would put them in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, I mean, all four of the championships came within the you know the first what six seven years. So uh, I would put them in, in that conversation. But as far as dynasties recently, I think the Galaxy were the last one. Everybody else, I just wouldn't put Toronto or Seattle in that conversation simply because they weren't as dominant as the teams that we have just mentioned. If sure, if they've got the
1: final. If Seattle made it to the final next year or won the final next year, do you think that? Would you consider them to be part I, of that conversation?
2: I, I would probably start putting them in that conversation, but you would have to have that. Co- you would also have to say, "Look, that how did they win that last one?" Because, like I said, I think some people. Well, we wrote them off. We didn't really think that they would navigate the, through the Western Conference. The diehards conference. are going
1: to remember. The diehards are going to remember. They won that first one in penalty kicks. What I and what they I didn't will get shot say- on goal, but you know, the, you look at this, and I think that this win in MLS Cup is pretty convincing for them.
2: What I will say about Seattle is that I think they found, whether it's inadvertent or not, it seems that it's very much done this way. I'm sure maybe it is inadvertent, but I think they found the blueprint in how to to be successful long-term. Save your energy because this MLS season, including the playoffs, is one hell of a marathon and turn it up late in the race
1: yeah and i think that's a lot of that is that old school mentality that brian Spencer has so i mean you look at you look at him and you think well he's been consistently good he's won them championships um you, you know you they look at bob bradley who won literally almost nothing and they made him coach of the year maybe Spencer was was overlooked
2: for, for He
1: doesn't have, he doesn't to, doesn't have to to a be, look. He looks like Ned Flanders. You know, that's why to he was a
2: look. <laughs> right. I mean, to, to be, but at the same time, to give credit where credit's due, I, I understand what LAFC accomplished this year. Yes, they broke a record. Yes, they were the most consistent team. And yes, they were uh, about as ambitious as you can get in trying to win every single trophy that was available to them. The problem is, is that when it mattered the most, they faltered. And what I, when the argument of the greatest MLS team in history was up for debate on Twitter last week, or uh, not last week, um, leading up to the MLS Cup final. But this year's LAFC team was in that conversation, and I was absolutely baffled. Like, I don't know how you can consider a team one of the greatest teams of all time. If you didn't win the championship, you shouldn't be in the conversation. Period. You couldn't Correct. win the big games. And and and, 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 and I, I told I, you guys, like that athletic article was ridiculous. It was embarrassing. And a lot of the media members who drank the Kool-Aid on LAFC just decided to double down. And and a lot of like journalists that I like and I respect and have been on the show. I, I was right. just appalled that they were. Making that argument, I, I, I and said, I said to myself, this is, this is absolutely absurd. In any other sport, if you didn't win the title, this wouldn't be a conversation. And they just continued to put their foot in their mouth. They were embarrassing themselves. I mean, the picture of the article had f- four pictures. Three of them were holding MLS Cup, and the other one was holding a supporter shield. I mean, they, they continuously embarrassed themselves with that article, and it was just baffling to me. That they decided to put that out there and make a case for it when you literally had no case. And what, what, I, what I was going through my mind when I was, you know, when they were making the argument, when, when you talk about Coach of the Year and Bob Bradley and you're talking about, you know, Golden Boot and MVP winner Carlos Vela, I remember what my uncle Sergio said about Tony Romo and the Cowboys. He said, Tony Romo is going to win games. 100%. He is going to win games, but he's never going to win a championship. And those are two very different things. And he's absolutely right. You know what? Bob Bradley, Carlos Vela, they'll win you a lot of games. In the big games, they can't do shit. And it's, proven, it's been proven this whole time. I'm not sure how you can sit there and tell me that a team that cannot win the big games, that doesn't have the mentality or the mental capacity to dig deep and win those high-pressure games— can be considered one of the best teams of all time. Shit, the 2009 RSL team is in that conversation, and I fucking hurts for me to say that. And they have more of a right to be in that conversation than the 2019 LAFC team. And fuck both those teams. But, <laughs> but it's it, it's an argument that just doesn't make sense. It, it shouldn't even be in the conversation. If this was any other sport, it wouldn't even be up for debate. I don't understand why this uh, in why that conversation was even uh, had. It's embarrassing. For, for that for for that logic, I would put the 1998 Galaxy is better than this team. But you know, if we if we want to have a conversation of the best teams to never win a championship, all right, well, let's have that conversation instead. Because that's sure. more and of uh, think, that's more think, of a conversation. Yeah,
1: you could make a case, sure, you could make a case there, but you know, we don't want to. So and we don't want um, to. No. Well, uh, no. Now that we've. So do you
2: answer, so answer to your question?
1: No. No. Uh, now that we've talked no dicey. <laughs> now that we've talked about dynasties uh, and MLS is over I have to uh, remind, let's bring it back to the Galaxy um, the Galaxy have now gone five years without an MLS Cup appearance, this is the longest in the history of the Galaxy um, pretty amazing when you think about it. a 25 year old league this is the longest stretch of time that the Galaxy has not appeared in MLS Cup. Before that, it was four years. So this is now five years without an appearance. Um, let's go over and review the season, shall we?
2: Sure, let's shall. All
1: right. go Kick us off, Louis. You you got this one.
2: I have this? Oh, my I God. I believe in you. All right. So we have a list. Uh, we're we're going to go ahead and run down the players. We're gonna give them a player grade for what we feel, um, you know, how they did uh, during the this regular season. However, there are some players that I feel is are a little probably shouldn't deserve a grade only because they didn't feature that much. They didn't play players enough. like yeah. say yeah, like say like people like Zubak or Juninho probably can, shouldn't be in this conversation. We can just uh, give them incomplete. Yeah, exactly. I I think incomplete or non-applicable might be there. I'm giving them a low grade, but
0: not bad low grade. They just haven't seen you enough, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, do they deserve a low grade because they didn't make a case to get on the field?
2: I mean, they dropped – not really. No. I mean, maybe they dropped the class but forgot to drop the class. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah,
0: well, for me, it was Um, a low grade because when they were on the field, they didn't really show much, anything else anyways. I guess, but okay. I think incomplete Let's, is probably the best it, way to yeah. go.
2: Okay, so we'll go ahead with that. We'll say incomplete for those for those players, and most of them are pretty uh, are pretty obvious of who's going to get that well, incomplete. Well, Here's Zubac, I
0: gave Zubak a nine. God damn it, a nine. We need <laughs> an A.
2: We need a letter grade, Bobby.
0: Oh god damn letter <laughs> grades! I went with numbers. Yeah, he went nine percent, Louis. He went nine percent. Oh, yeah, out of a hundred. Jesus. Jesus. God damn, Bobby! <laughs> all, right. all right, let's go Gosh. ahead and
2: start. We're gonna go. We're gonna go in alphabetical order. Make this really easy. Number one on the list is actually someone that I would consider incomplete: Ramon Alessandrini.
0: I, would, I would as well. I would as well say incomplete. Okay, okay so I think we're all
2: in agreement there. Uh, he just he featured in I think six games total, and two of them were off the bench uh, toward the end of the season in the playoffs. It, it's it's really hard to make any sort of a real um, assessment on this player. I know he's a fan favorite. Uh, We all loved it when he came back, but to give him a letter grade for the season is just, I mean, it's just not fair to him. Uh, So, yep, that is an incomplete for Alessandrini.
1: Here's a a good thing for Alessandrini. Uh, He has to repeat the the class.
2: There you go. That'd be nice. I'd be okay. And
1: attend every day.
2: Yeah, manager at, at a lower pay. At a lower pay, <laughs> much lower, <laughs> <laughs> much lower. Yes, exactly. All right. Next on the list, Fabio Alvarez. Fabio, I'm gonna start with you here. What letter grade are you gonna give Fabio Alvarez? This
0: year? I'm going with a C with Fabio. He didn't do good. He didn't do good enough for me. Um, he was supposed to be. A, I think everybody was expecting him to be a better player, especially on the attack. Um, he only. Had some highlights throughout the season, like maybe a handful, but overall he was a he was he was a bit of a disappointment for me. I mean, we got him in mid mid season or mid to to yeah around there. So no, he was uh, he was there at the beginning of the season. did he? Was he? he? No, Fabio Alvarez. No.
1: No, he wasn't there at the beginning of the yeah. season. Yeah. Or he was close to the he was. He was close, but he wasn't. He wasn't there at the very okay. beginning. So I,
2: I think he was there during the MLS transfer, not necessarily the because because he didn't come in during the summer. No, he was there. He oh, was so there was well the before Pabon right came in,
0: it was right before. Oh, so okay. it had
2: to be like the MLS transfer window. So I think he only missed like the first few games. but I want to say he was there for a majority of the season.
0: I don't remember him being in the majority there this season, but anyways, he, he was there he for gets, a good chunk. He gets a yeah. yeah, a chunk, but see, I'll give him a C anyways, either, either way. All right, so you got a C for from Bobby David. Um.
1: I, I'm somewhere between a C plus and a B minus. I think that uh, for what we saw, what we got from him when he was on, he was good, and when he was not on, he was, you know, he he left a lot to be desired. I think ultimately he underperformed because this is the player that we probably should have expected an A from. Obviously, we expect A from everybody, but I think that Fabio Alvarez for the for what we were expecting from him. And what we got, he fell short. So I'm going to give him uh, let's call it a C plus.
2: All right. I pretty much agree with you guys. I want to say C, maybe even as low as a C minus. But I guess it just depends on which game you decided to watch more. Because, as Bobby said, that there were times where he showed uh, signs of brilliance, but it was very, very far in between. I will say that he became a better player once Pavon came onto the team, but I can make that case or literally any other offensive player on the Galaxy. So I would have honestly loved to have seen Alvarez go one more year in the 4-3-3 system that is supposed to take effect at some point under GBS. But uh, as, as far as we know, the rumors are that the Galaxy have declined the option to buy Fabio Alvarez. You have to remember that he was on loan and if I remember correctly, I think the price to buy him was at $4 million. I think when we signed him, I think that was the option at $4 million. So it's not a player that you're going to spend that type of money. I think he would have been a DB player. He's definitely not a DB player. I would keep him back as a TAM. But unfortunately, it looks like the Galaxy may very well move on from him. And uh, yeah, I think at C uh, at best. Efraín Alvarez, the homegrown, making his debut on the senior team. David, what do you say?
1: This is a tough one too because I, I don't recall him playing that much. Um, I'm trying to find his appearance record. I think he, he only played a few games. I, I have to give him an incomplete. Like he didn't. I don't think he played enough to really warrant um, enough enough of a grade. Uh, he only made four starts. He made ten appearances t- total. So I'm going to give Efraín incomplete as well.
0: Bobby. Yeah, I guess I I would still put him in the in the section of a, a grade C because even when he was on the field, he sure. was relatively good, but not good enough. Um, And then like David said, we didn't see him enough on the field, but I I would give him a C or an incomplete, whatever you want to take.
2: (laughs) You know, the funny thing is, is I'm going to go with Bobby's answer. I think I'm in between the incomplete and a C 10 games. You're about a third of the season. So it might warrant a grade, but you're like on that border. You're also going in there when there was a lot of injuries or when there was uh, a lot of international Uh, duties being done so he didn't feature that much i'm with david i'm not really sure if he warrants a grade but if he does i'm also going to say a c at best maybe like a to be determined because i i do feel that if he isn't sold and he may very well be uh this offseason but if he isn't sold i i think he may play a, a big role at some point uh, uh, next season or maybe down the line for the Galaxy because I know that the Galaxy are very high on him so whether he's still here in a Galaxy uniform after the season is still well um, so we don't know that but uh, yeah I'm kind of teetering around that that incomplete uh, if I had to give him a grade same thing it's a C it's not something that uh, he shined but again you can tell he's got that potential but it's obviously not realized yet and he's got a long ways to go so I will I'll stick with the incomplete Uriel Antuna now he has it now this guy was uh, on loan and he was playing the entire season he was there in preseason so what do we give our boy Antuna Bobby <sighs> <laughs> that's why I started with
0: you first um shit man I can't give him the same thing as Fabio and Efrain because that's just not fair But I'm going to have to put him in around a B minus. I don't think he did. We don't have the Antuna that Mexico has, and that frustrates me. So it really frustrates me seeing him on the field and constantly (laughs) doing bad crosses, like over and over and over, losing the ball, kind of just. Being very repetitive um, in the way he plays as well, and how he likes to shake a a defender, he still he does the same thing over and over. I think he needs he has a lot to learn in this league. It works for Mexico for some reason, um, but he needs to find a way for it to work here. He gets a B minus here. All right, B
2: minus for Bobby, which actually is actually a lot higher than I thought he would say, David. Yeah, I'm
0: surprised too.
1: (laughs) See, I feel like Uriel gets a a little bit of a, a demerit because of his form with the Mexico national team. It, he, they use him in a completely different way. He's a complete, obviously he's a completely different player because the way they're setting him up is different from what the galaxy is, is asking him to do. They're asking him to do very different things. So uh, Antuna played in 33 games, started 31 of them. Um, he has six goals, five assists. I don't, it, based on those numbers, I'm gonna give him an A minus because I think Ooh. he wasn't he wasn't the finished product. Jeez, that's really high. He was that's but he was a very high. yeah, yeah. But he was a very important part of the way the galaxy attacked. And I think that mm. given what they were asked, what, what the galaxy asked him to do, given the way that they, they asked him to play, they asked him to play. I think, like like we said, and that's, differently and than and the that's Mexican ar- national and team. And and, and and I'm trying to well, but I'm trying not to he factor know how that to into play this way. I'm, I'm trying not to factor into that scale. But that's my
0: argument that he doesn't so, know how to play within the structure. He does. He, he does. He doesn't mold himself. He doesn't learn. He just does the same thing. It's not. I would.
1: I would say for a guy that got 31 starts and six goals with five assists, I would say he did a. You know, if this was an average player, MLS player, I think we would have said like, man, this guy's great. But, um, and again, I think I'm going to give him more, a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. He's a guy who is provides a lot for the galaxy, um, and didn't quite execute, which is why he doesn't get an A plus. But for me, I think he did, you know, well, if (laughs) he finished more often or if he was more, if he was better at, crosses I think I would have given him an a plus um, but he but he's not so I'm gonna give him an a minus um, now with that being said he's on loan there's rumors of him going to a bunch of different places and apparently there's like a 11 million dollar um, purchase uh, price tag on him the rumor is the Galaxy already have the second year loan in place, so he might be back. If he's back with the loan, I'm all for it.
2: All right. I am probably... Uh, looks like we're all over the map with Antuna here, but I am more closer to Bobby than I am to David. I'm giving him... Um, (laughs) i'm giving him a c plus and i i I kind of understand the b minus i just didn't understand it coming from bobby to be honest
0: i'm trying to but well when you hear all my rest of the ratings everything scales because now i mean according to david i think jonah dos santos should be an a plus plus (laughs) plus now (laughs) um like so like you'll see mine mine kind of rolls in the in, in in a fair way yeah and,
2: and and I get and I totally understand that. I, I'm giving him a C plus because you see, uh, it's a trigger word, but you see what he can do. And I shouldn't be factoring what I see on the Mexican national team, but it's hard not to. Because say we had someone from the men's national team who can't stop scoring, and comes back to the Galaxy and can't score a lick. That, I mean, I, I should have factored into it, but you got to figure that, hey, if you're going to score on this level, you have to be able to score on a lower level. And something's wrong. So it could very well be that the system isn't fit for Antuna here. Whereas Tata Martino is probably using him correctly. Or maybe, and we'll get to this conversation a little later, maybe he's not being used correctly with the current roster that they have. And if the rumors are to be true that we have him for a, a second year loan and this team is more molded to that 4 3 3 system that would probably fit Antuna, maybe, maybe he does um, improve his overall performance and maybe he does earn an A grade because it, it's a guy I really, really rooted for, but was so frustrating to watch. So frustrating to watch. Um, And you can tell that there was just sparks like this kid is on the brink. Manchester City actually extended his contract. So they see something in him as well. So I I would love to see him back. Yeah, well, that too. But, I mean, granted, yes, I know that he's never, ever going to set foot in Manchester City's first team. But the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Teams want him. It looks like there is a market for this guy. So, and I can see, I can see why. I would love to see him back. I think he can build on it. But as far as this season, I'm giving him that C plus And he's, I think he has a lot of room for improvement here. Julian Araujo. David.
1: Um, Julian Araujo made 10 starts um, with eight substitute. Uh, t- sorry, he appeared in ten games, eight of them were substitute appearances. Um, it's hard to give this guy a a, a grade letter because I feel like um, the the games that he did play in, he featured heavily in, whereas some of the other guys that uh, were giving incompletes to um, were they were they were less impactful in the game. I thought that Julian Rahu. Araujo had an amazing start to his career with the Galaxy. Um he played really really well and then as the season went on we started to see you know like oh yeah this guy looks like he's you know 17 18 years old. Um and we started to see little mistakes here and there. They weren't egregious. They weren't really bad. There was a there was one play in particular that I think I went like oh my god that was terrible. But for a for a guy who's as young as Araujo is I have to give him a B for the season.
0: <laughs> Bobby? I, I have to go with the incomplete on this one. I think he does fit the same structure as the other players. He didn't play enough to me as in minutes, maybe appearances is, is enough, but in minutes he didn't play enough for me for, cause I'm going to go with a low grade for him. And I don't want to be that mean cause I really haven't seen, seen much of him this season. So incomplete.
2: Once again, Bobby and I are, Kind of in the same area here. I'm on the border whether I should give him a a legitimate grade or an incomplete. I'm kind of tearing more toward the incomplete. Same thing. But as David said, I think that he had more of an impact when he was in there for certain games. Because there were times where I remember Julian Araujo being featured in there and making some sort of an impact on the game where someone else was just kind of there as a fill-in I'm gonna go with incomplete. If I had to give him a letter grade because he's young, because he earns uh, minutes on the first team, maybe because you know they had no other choice. Um, but I wanna say again, this guy's ceiling is still not, you know, he hasn't hit that ceiling yet. I think he's a lot of room for growth. I'm gonna give him a B minus, but leaning more toward the incomplete for this one. And again, I think like um like Alvarez, I think this is a to-be-determined. Let's get into one of the trickier ones here. This one should be fun. David Bingham. Who wants to go first for this one?
1: I'll go first for David Bingham. Um, I said it at the beginning of the year, and, or, or, and I said it when we signed I him, think, I think David Bingham, when he's hot, he's hot, and when he's not, he's not. And that works out to be a perfectly average goalkeeper. Um, I think that David Bingham made. He obviously he led the league in the the team in minutes with three thousand one hundred and fifty. So he definitely deserves a grade, and he's got a lot of stuff to to grade here. Um, to give him a C, I think is right. He's right in the middle. He made some boneheaded mistakes, and I fault him for some games. And then there's other games where he stood on his head and kept us in games, but. As many goals as he conceded, I can't give him higher than a C.
0: Bobby? All right, well, I'm giving him a B plus. Uh, throughout the year, he was faced with a horrible back line, a cracked back line that couldn't do anything to actually put cover on him. Um, you, like David said, he he conceded, or he he ro- broke the record or something for most saves of the of the season um imagine if he had a better line he wouldn't probably wouldn't hit that record because he wouldn't have to uh but yes david's right he did make boneheaded mistakes but the the amount of saves and the amount of work and the amount of minutes outweigh the 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 small amount of boneheaded moments that he had um so i'm going with b plus
2: I I have to agree with Bobby in that if you put a formidable back line there, you probably wouldn't be able to see a lot of those mistakes. You probably wouldn't even be able to see those, those saves. The fact that he's able to make those saves, some of them he was able to stop two or three shots in the same sequence before letting in a goal because – Nobody was clearing the ball or everybody was ball watching or whatever the hell the case might be. He did so much more than he was supposed to. And you know, the, the, the saves back up that claim. It's hard for me to give a, a, a goalkeeper, a very good grade for the amount of goals that he let in. But man, that guy did have a lot of saves. I think that we would probably be in a different situation if he had a different back line. I think that if if the defense and, and he's been like the victim of a very bad backline for two years now. And obviously he's one of our most divisive players. And if we would ask people to grade this guy, I mean we would have every letter grade, I'm sure. I I'm gonna give him a B minus. Because, as Bobby said, I think that all those saves, I mean, there were just some saves that he had no business saving. Like, I, You would think it was a goal, and you have no idea how he came up with it. And yes, he, there were times where he made some mistakes, he was out of position, or there were times where, hey, that ball should have been yours, you can't blame anybody else but yourself. But as Bobby said, I think the amount of saves that he was making outweigh the times that he did make a mistake. But I can't give him too high of a grade simply because of all the goals that were let in. I think B minus is about as fair as I'm going to get. C plus is about as low as I'm going to give him. but I'm, I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Let's give him the B minus grade. I'm sure we'll get shit for this one.
1: <laughs> I think we're all kind of near the same, right?
2: The same logic. Yeah. I mean, mm. we're, we're all within the same logic. It's, and, I, and again, I, I think this is one of the divisive players as far as how you view him and if he's good or not, or, you know, do we want him back or whatnot? Um, We actually now know that David Bingham will be back next season. He officially has one more year on his contract. Now, I'm not sure if it's one more year with an option to buy or is it just a straight three-year contract. But we do know that he will be back for the 2020 season, so he will presumably be our number one keeper yet again
1: next year. Let's go ahead and
2: and move on. I'm sorry, go go on. on. No,
1: I was going to say we own him. We don't have the option to buy. He's ours. Yeah, he's ours. Yeah.
2: Uh, Servando Carrasco. David? Incomplete. Bobby? Incomplete. Yeah, I'm going to have to go that way. Incomplete. That was pretty easy. Let's go ahead and go to Joe Corona. What do we think of Joe
0: Corona, Bobby? B plus. Joe Corona, um, you know, there was moments that, you know, that he did disappear. But there was a lot of moments that when he was injected in the game, we really turned into a, a, a very, a much better and stronger midfield. Um, he allowed Dos Santos to do his thing because Dos Santos didn't have to look over his shoulder and and uh, trek back and, and do extra work. Uh, Corona was strong on the ball. Uh, good footwork. He's he works well with other opponents. He's, he's he, he muscles them. He, he's not weak, you know, Antuna. Um, so <laughs> B plus. <laughs> All right. B plus
2: for Joe Corona. David,
1: what do you say? I, I'm right in line with Bobby. Uh, I think mm-hmm. uh, Joe Corona gets a B plus, a guy who played 31 games for us. Um, when he was out, we sorely missed his presence. And even when he was, mm-hmm. he had off games, he still provided something that the Galaxy didn't have with many other players. If you compare him to Perry Kitchen, um, you know, Kitchen doesn't have the sort of same uh connecting mentality that, that uh, Joe Corona did. You compare it to legit, not really the same player, Uh, uh, but I would say legit is fairly similar to Joe Corona, but uh, Corona, I think allowed other players to, to play better. And so I think, you know, I'm going to give him uh, like a a B plus.
2: So it looks like we're all uh, pretty much in line here. Uh, I'm not going to give him the plus, but I will give him the B. I think he was solid uh, there were obviously times, but you can make this argument for er- any other player on the roster where he kind of disappeared or he had a bad game or whatnot. But I think overall he did very well. We know that he will be back next season. He is officially ours again. And as David said, I, I think he was sorely missed when he was out. I-, I think he brings a lot of dynamic. He can even be brought in as a super sub to, uh, you know, kind of bring some calm into that midfield. Should we have had depth or. You know, um, whatever the case is, I, I I think it was a good signing. I think it's uh, – I think a B is about as fair as you're going to get. A uh, B plus uh, – I could see a B plus as well. But uh, I'm going to go with a uh, middle-of-the-road B for Joe Corona. Uh, fairly easy one, Emil Cuello.
0: Incomplete. I'm going to give him an A. Because that one time I saw him, he was amazing. No, incomplete.
2: Oh, he did. He did
1: make that beautiful goal. Was it a golazo? No. All right. Incomplete. And, he, no, and he made incomplete. a nice. No, no, incomplete.
2: <laughs> it is an incomplete. We 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 hardly ever saw him. Uh, let's go on to another easy one. Jonathan dos Santos, David,
1: A <laughs> plus 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 <laughs> plus plus plus.
0: Bobby. An A. He def, He's he's definitely a solid A. Jonathan Dos Santos was fantastic this year. Um. He's he's Galaxy blood now. Uh. He's gonna be. I mean, he's gonna he, be. He wants to finish his career. He, yeah, with I mean, the Galaxy. If, if that's possible, please, please do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's not more I can say. I love Dos Santos. Uh, he was the oh. old, he was he was the one true Santos. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Louis, what's funny is that uh, I was I was talking to, to our uncle that you uh, mentioned earlier, and um. He told me this weekend, he's like, I think that's it for Dos Santos, man. Time to cut him loose. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, he's been our most consistent player. He has been the best thing that has ever happened to the Galaxy.
0: Let him retire
1: with us. And then he was like, he was like, no, man, he couldn't move the ball forward. And I'm like, dude, he's a defensive midfielder. And he's like, what? He is? He's like, what is he doing way up the field so much? I was like, dude. They're asking him to do all these things. And for the most part, he delivered. But that's not really his forte. He's a destroyer, ultimately. And when he was allowed to do his thing, there was no one better in the entire league than Jonathan Dos Santos.
2: Yep. Absolutely. I I have argued that as far as team MVP, I know the guy with 30 goals and a club record is going to win that award. But... Goddamn, Jonathan dos Santos was a major, major piece of this team. It is the backbone of this team, and you would, I, I will argue with you toe to toe, in that if you took dos Santos out, is more hurtful to the team than if you took Zlatan out of that lineup. You can make do, uh, ironically, with it, but if you take Jonathan dos Santos out, you've just lost possession you've just lost the connection between your your defense and your offense. This guy was all over the field. He was your general. He maybe he may not be outspoken. He may not be the guy to rally the troops, and maybe that's something he's just going to have to learn because this guy has to be captain. He just has to be vocal. But what he did on the field was absolutely spectacular. Of course he's an he's an A+++. The fact that he bleeds blue and gold and has said so he's happy here we now know that he has another two years on his contract he has a five-year contract a five-year contract think about that when we signed him that front office said i am giving you a five-year guaranteed contract right. when they doubled down on the Los santos family boy did they fucking double mm. down lucky for them this one worked out
0: well. I think it's because so, they were able to get a a long and cheap contract with Dos Santos because we had Gio. I think right. that's the whole reason, right? I, I,
2: I think that's uh, I mean, uh, there was this little joke, although there is a lot of truth behind this, is that the one thing that Gio did bring to this team was Jonathan, yeah? Because if it wasn't for Gio, we would not have gotten yep. Jonathan. Yeah. So the one thing that Gio left was his brother, and uh, I can thank him for that. Uh, so Jonathan has said I'm sure all of you guys have heard he wants to finish his career with the Galaxy that's my boy I would love that I would welcome it it's an A plus for Jonathan Los Santos he's my MVP let's go ahead and move on to Rolf Felcher. Bobby let's start with you
0: Ralph Elcher, um I relatively like this this player, this individual, this guy. Um, look, without having to say too much, we can say everybody in the back line has fucked up this year. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go ahead and give Felcher a B minus. Uh, he was cons- yeah he, but he was consistently in in uh, in the game to fight he was always running back. He was always, uh, he was, he, he was maybe not always on point and always ball watching here and there. But again, you can call that for everyone on the back line. And, um, he is definitely not one of the worst ones in the back line. So I would not go lower than a B minus right now. Cause you're going to hear the rest.
1: All right. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a C minus for Ralph Felcher. Um, I was going to give him a D, but then I thought about, well, no, no, there's, there's far worse defenders than Rolf Felcher on this team. Um, Bobby's right. He was in a lot of games. He played 26 games. Um, he has two goals and three assists on the team. Um, he was asked to attack a lot, and the one thing that we needed him to do, which is get back, is when he would get caught ball-watching. He was running, but a lot of times, very in... Uh, very very uh not efficient inefficient with his running and his getting back. Um I think that Royal Felcher is not a defender. it's it, plain and simple. Um so I, I I'm giving him a C minus.
2: Yeah I made that argument last mm. season that you know if we sign a defender, I think you're main priority should be playing defense and if you're able to move up that should be the cherry on top a la ashley cole the guy knew how to position himself he was very good defensively uh but he also knew how to move forward and and be in the position to get back when he needed to be i think the the role filter that we saw was asked to do the same thing just not as good this is the guy who again was uh the previous administration's uh, signing. So this wasn't uh, DTK's uh, signing. Uh, I think GBS probably liked his style of play, but just wasn't all that great. Couldn't really cross all that much and uh, was caught really out of position. I think he improved this season from last season and he wasn't that injury-prone this season as he was last season, as he was uh, injured a, a good majority of the time last season. So I, I'm, I'm actually going to be generous here, and I'm just going to give him a C, C minus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh come on, be <laughs> <laughs> no. shits.
2: Because I'm like, like, I would be right. <laughs> that sounds no, 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 it, no, no. It, it, it's a solid C policy for me um let's move on uh the next uh the one on the list is Juninho. i think again it, this is an incomplete we we saw him what twice yeah for like four minutes well, for the
0: season <laughs> well, for the season it's incomplete but for legacy it's an a plus oh yeah i mean yeah. two, uh, two eight,
2: substitution
1: appearances eight total minutes
0: oh there it is four uh, minutes
1: for yeah
2: <laughs> uh, i just threw yeah. a number out there
1: <laughs> In, incomplete
2: yeah completely incomplete i think that was I mean, look, I, I love Juninho, and obviously, uh, he was a part of those uh, that that dynasty team that we were talking about earlier. Uh, we even mentioned at the beginning of the season this is more of a you know PR move for the fans and and whatnot. And um, I, I hate to say it about this player, but it, it really was a waste of cap space here if you were not ever going to use them. But um, yeah, it, it it's an incomplete um, and. Oh, I, not as I easy. Think-
1: I think Caleb Porter would have used
2: the shit out of Juninho. (laughs) Well, he's not here, is he? Right. Crisis averted. Giancarlo Gonzalez is next on the list. Bobby, I'm going to start with you.
0: Um, You know, when we heard that we were going to get a new defender, of course we were going to be happy about it. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way. Um, He's getting a D- for me. D-. D-. For Gonzalez,
1: David, twenty-two appearances, fifteen hundred and ninety-three minutes. What's worse than an F? Ooh, uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez gets an F for me because he came into the league with expectations. He had experience in the league. He had international experience. He played in. He played in in Italy, in one of the most uh, defensive-minded leagues in the world. And yet he came in and consistently got exploited. And the and 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 I have to give some of this uh, some of some of the grade to GBS because he was very stubborn in wanting to use Gonzalez. But I think that for me, people gets an F.
2: We're pretty much all on the same line here. I I agree with Bobby's grade. I'm going to give him D-, and and it's mainly for David's uh, uh, reasoning in that we expected significantly more from him. Here's a guy who had played in MLS before, granted that it was in a different era. Uh, He was in there for the 2.0 era, and the league has evolved since then. But here's a guy who played in a World Cup, was playing in Italy, as David said, a very defensive-minded league, and came in here, we thought he was going to strengthened that back line and he did anything but. Uh, I think there were maybe like the first three games I thought, okay, okay. Then yeah. This is why we signed him. And then he just tailed off. And I have no idea what happened to him. And I think a lot of it is the expectations that we had on him. And that's what's reflective of the grades. But yeah, it's... No, I, I, I can't give he this guy... consistent. I can't give this guy...
0: He sucked. Yeah, guy. <laughs> he sucked. Uh,
2: well, that too. I mean... Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- there's no way I can give this guy a passing grade. Uh, well, unless you consider a D minus a passing grade. Uh, here's a guy that I'm going to give a D minus to. Uh, Bobby had said earlier. I think it was. I think it was one of the days that David uses Kill Day. He, you, Bobby had said that. What did I say? It's time to move from <laughs> Gonzalez, and uh, you know he had his time. It's time that he's shown us what he's going to offer, and he's done with Gonzalez. David, what do you feel?
1: I mean, yeah, I'm done with, with Gonzalez too. And fortunately, he's got, I think he's got another year left on his contract. So um, I, unless we can move him, I mean, it, it would it, it's going to be telling whether or not we protect him in the draft, because if we leave him open in the expansion draft and Miami takes him, uh, thanks. See you later, people. <laughs> um, but I think that he's going to be a guy who's going to have to feature in into the 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 mix with the galaxy whether that's as a substitution role or as a starter um i think that we're definitely going to see more of him but for this year it's it's a hard fail
2: do we know um if gonzalez is back next season is is this like a okay he is officially back
1: he is he is
2: okay let's go ahead and move on to another defender again this isn't a very easy one thomas hilliard RC. remember him
0: David? No. no,
2: there Incomplete.
0: I sometimes see him on the reserves on my FIFA game. Um, incomplete.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's an incomplete, uh, and I think this is a guy that we're moving away from. Uh, we, we moved up in the draft to get him as the number two pick, and, and yeah, not used. And I think that we are moving on from him at some I'm, point. I'm,
1: I'm looking to see if I can get any stats on him in this uh site that I'm looking at, and I don't think they list him they yeah. list it they list they list Ima Boateng, but they don't list Tomas, Kelly, and r c so I think, well, he yeah, did, did he
2: ever yeah, get it, did he ever get on the field
0: no not this year he, he did, I is. thought he got on like once in the beginning of the season that was that was Vancouver last year Shit, okay. maybe yeah. yeah.
2: I don't think he featured this year. It's it's an incomplete. I don't even think it's incomplete. It's just straight up, you didn't show up to class. Dude. Yeah, he never showed up to class. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to
0: Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Bobby, mm. letter grade. If you've been listening to me this whole season, this is simple. He gets an A. David.
1: Yeah, he gets an A. I mean, it, he was consistently disrespectful in class. He, uh, you know, his behavioral his behavior was <laughs> was much to be desired. But you can't argue with the man's results. I mean, the guy is the has the most minutes in for field players. The only one that's beating him is David Bingham in goal. Um, he made thirty one appearances. He did not make any substitute appearances. He's got thirty one goals, eight assists. I mean, the guy was spectacular all season, except when he wasn't. But even if even if he wasn't, he still made up for it in other games in terms of his stats. So you got to give the guy credit. He gets an A plus.
2: It's really hard to give a guy who scored thirty goals uh, anything lower than an A. It, it's it just can't be done. It he did, he actually ex- exceeded uh, some expectations, with the exception of the result. final result. <laughs> yeah. Oh, his own as well. Yeah. Yeah. His, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's still, he, yeah, he, he wanted to feat. win everything.
0: It's still an incredible feat for what,
2: I mean, we, we look back when, when the arguments of, you know, do you keep Zlatan or not? And, you know, how do you replace a 30 goal scorer? Look, we, we have seen this three times and it's happened in the past two seasons. It, it's not something that happens all the time. And it's probably not something that you'll see, you know, very, very often. This was kind of an anomaly. Um, to replace one three-goal scorer for another one, it's just not going to happen. And granted that he had his ups and downs, we were very critical of him. We have said that he, you know, hijacked this team as far as the playing style. That actually changed with Pavon, but it's just, I mean, you can't give anything lower than an A to this guy. You might have a little asterisk as far as, what David said, maybe you know, got some behavioral issues or whatnot. But uh, I mean, all in all, for what he what he did on the field, it's it, it's an absolute. Lay. I, I, yeah, it's going to be really hard to argue anything lower than that. Let's go ahead and move on to the next player, which is oh, this just froze. Perry Kitchen. Perry Kitchen is the next guy. David.
1: Um, Perry Kitchen, he made eight starts to uh, substitute appearances. So 10 games total, 741 minutes. So uh, if we're looking at other players who we've given incompletes to, Efrain Alvarez played in 14 games, 520 minutes. Um, Julian Arajo, we were on the fence whether or not we were giving an in- incomplete. He played 18 games, 891 minutes. So I have to give Perry kitchen incomplete as well. Like the, the minutes aren't there. Um, I know he's a starting caliber player in MLS so you have to think of him as he should deserve he should get a letter grade but you know the like I said the minutes weren't there. He was uh, on the injury list too many times. Uh, um I think he's back next season, so we'll see you know he has to repeat the grade.
0: Bobby. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess if we're going through that, it would be an incomplete. But what I do want to say is that Kitchen is always a very reliable player to put on the field at any time of the game. So I would say he's like a solid B. Oh, he's like always like a solid B. So, But yes, he should be in the same group as the incompletes. Uh, for
2: that logic, yes. But I feel that Kitchen had, like Araujo, more of an impact. And if you're talking about minutes played, Perry Kitchen has more minutes than the other guys. If you add add up those minutes, it actually adds up to three complete games more than the other guys played. I actually want to give him a letter grade and not give him an incomplete. And I'm going to go ahead and give him a B minus. And I think compared to what you saw from last season to this season, there was an improvement, albeit that the sample size was a little smaller than we all had hoped. But when he was in there, GBS... Or at least I give credit to GBS for unlocking the guy that we were hoping that we that we would see last year in that he was a pure, solid defensive midfielder. He wasn't going to go up. He did what, you know, he gave Jonah the freedom to move up should he wish. And he gave protection to that back line and. Depending Did he though? Game you, Did well, anybody get protection of that back line? Well, depending on which game you were watching, he, he was a destroyer that we were hoping for. We were saying we haven't had a legitimate defensive midfielder since we were talking even since uh, Marcelo Sarvas. So when Kitchen was brought in, we figured, hey here's the guy, he's young he's been a captain he can be a leader on the team, maybe not a captain but he has that leader role where, hey you know let's get the troops fired up he didn't really meet those expectations but i saw that enforcer that we wanted last season this year albeit not as often as we had hoped i'm gonna give him a b minus i think he deserves a letter grade i know by that logic i should be an incomplete but i think that he had more of an impact than the other players i will give perry kitchen the b minus uh let's go ahead and and get to uh, Matt Lampson, who is very well in incomplete.
1: Incomplete. Yeah, incomplete. One game, 90 minutes. I mean, uh, granted that game in the... Oh, you have stuff to say? Uh, incomplete. The, the, league, the League Cup. <laughs> in the League Cup is, is uh, I think, more telling of what his season was like. But, yeah,
2: incomplete. Uh, well, he did feature in that Vancouver game. And we're not going to talk about that uh, but it is an incomplete Sebastian Legette David Uh
1: Sebastian Legette so we I think he really turned around midseason I think at the at the midpoint of the season he had a hard C but he ended the year I think with an A- he start. we, we had started to say like look I don't think his form is there anymore he he was, he's never going to be the same player as he was before the injury, which showed so much promise. And then toward the end of the season, he quietly started having really solid appearances and started making a a big impact in the team. Now he's out of contract. I think that for LeJet, we got to get him locked back up. He's an American player. He is a good midfielder. He fits within the system. And I think if Another year in this, he's going to work his ass off to make things work for for GBS and the galaxy. So I think um, he gets an A minus.
0: Bobby, what do you say? Uh, legit. I'm giving him a B. Uh, he's been very good. Uh, throughout. Yeah, a lot, he wasn't so well in the beginning of the season, but so was it the rest of the team. I think everybody started turning around around the same time, when people, when the players starting actually understanding each other and actually having some guy, ga- some kind of game plan. Um, but he is a solid player. I want him back next year. I think next year he may be an A for me, but this year he's just a, he's, it's not bad, but he's a solid B. Really good rating for me. I'm going to
2: go with a B- for LeJet. Same thing. I I think he picked it up in the second half of the season, and I think that kind of boosted his grade um, into that uh, B territory. But there was a reason for that. Christian Pavon made everybody else better, including LeJet. And I think Pavon kind of just kind of, you know, was a curve for a lot of uh, uh, the players here, and or at least a good number of them. And Sebastian Legette was one. Uh, it's a guy who we expected a little bit more out of this season. Uh, started showing that, that, that again that, that brilliance uh, that we were used to toward the end of the year. We know we had injury problems start out the year, uh, off injuring himself in in the uh, in the U.S. camp. Just kind of an unfortunate situation for Sebastian Legit and took a while for him to get his footing. But like the guys, I I would love to see this guy back. He is a fan favorite. I would like to see him get into that form where I very well know he can become an A, as Bobby said. But um, we'll see what happens. I'm not sure. Is he part of the plans uh, from... uh, or part of GBS's and DDK's plans. I, I, I'm not entirely sure it's going to be interesting. And, and it's one of the players that we definitely want to keep an eye on among other players. For me, B-minus for Sebastian lejet Christian Pavon.
0: Bobby. Christian Pavon, man. Um, from the moment he came, he delivered. He delivered on what we were expecting from a player of that caliber. Um, he showed a lot of desire to win for the team as much as you see Jonah does. Um, and legit and Alessandrini, like you're starting to see that he really, really is loving and caring for this Los Angeles team. Um, he Lewis is like Lewis has said multiple times already, uh, Pavon changed the entire outlook of this team. He opened things up and allowed other players to actually play at their highest levels. Um, I'm going to go with the A minus. The only reason I'm going a minus is because I can't give him more than Zlatan and I can't give him more than Jonah. (laughs) David? Oh,
1: well, that's why I gave both of those guys a plus because Christian Bavone is a solid A. Um, I think that the thing that would have pushed him up into the plus, obviously, is a couple more goals, although he did get quite a few. He got four goals. and five assists in the short amount of time he only played 13 games so that to me is a solid A for Christian Pavon and Bobby wouldn't you know it we have been touched by Jesus himself we? because we are getting Christian Pavon for year two the loan is already set there's no deal to be made it's he's here yeah. and if you remember That's we were no at the LAFC <laughs> ga- when we were at the LAFC game the LAFC dude Kept telling us, yeah. "If Jesus Himself touches you on the head, <laughs> yeah. maybe you'll get Christian Pavon back." And I'm like, "Well, Jesus is all over <laughs> us because He's here."
2: Well, the, the the funny thing is, is that when we signed Christian Pavon, I think we talked about it. Go back to the episode. We talked about how the loan was through 2020. Yeah, that, that this yeah. wasn't uh, this wasn't breaking news. Yeah, that we guy, knew that, that he, guy was doesn't here. Pay, he
0: doesn't pay attention to things. He's just you know. Yeah, of course not.
2: <laughs> um, but look, for me, Christian Pavon, it's an A. Change the entire dynamic of this team. And here is where the little asterisk of Zlatan's grade comes into play. When you're a superstar like Zlatan, there's going to be expectations that come with it, which is why criticism of said player is actually fair. I think that there's a lot of expectations that comes with a player of Zlatan's stature. He puts a lot of pressure on himself to meet those expectations. So why wouldn't we as fans do the exact same thing? The criticism that I can give... Zlatan is, did you make your team better? Or more specifically, did you make other players better? We talked about how he hindered lejet I think he hindered Antuna. We saw that he hindered uh, Fabio Alvarez. In comes seeing Christian Pavon, those guys became better. For that, I would even say that Pavon is probably more deserving of a higher grade than Zlatan if I'm being perfectly honest. And when we asked the question earlier in the year, if you had a choice between who would you rather keep, Pavon or Zlatan, it is absolutely a no-brainer that it's Pavon. Because you see how he makes this team better. That's what a superstar is supposed to do. It's an A for Pavon. And it probably should be an A+, plus, but I'm going to give him just a solid A. It's the same exact thing. Let's go ahead and move on to Diego Polenta. Fabi, let's start with you
0: okay i was holding back a lot of arguments from that last statement but we got to move on okay <laughs> diego polenta polenta man um shit you know i don't want to give him such a bad rating because i do like the guy um i'm giving him a c plus this year i think he dipped a lot from last year um even though we he wasn't here last year oh, he i'm here, here from the beginning well, of the season he... sorry yeah um and, and he scored a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there was, a, there was a good chunk where he was just so fucking solid. And then that started breaking apart again. Um, so I'm going to give him C+. I really wanted to give him a B, but I'm sticking to that C+. David. I am right down in Pat with Bobby.
1: Um, uh, he played 30 games. Um, he's got one goal, two assists. But given the the stuff that we saw from him in the middle of the season, um, obviously it took some time for him to get up to speed after having been off for six months uh of playing, you know, having been retired, coming out of retirement, that was a big deal uh for him. Took a while to get his feet, so he was very much like Bambi on the ice. Um when he sort of solidified his spot and then was asked to move out left after another player that we're gonna to get to in a minute. Um and uh, or or between center back and having different pairings. I think that Diego Polenta was excellent through the middle of the season. And then toward the end of the season, we started to see a dip in his form again. So for that, he couldn't get it all the way across the line. I have to give him a C. What
0: did Bobby it looks say? Like, I'll give yeah, Bobby said I C-plus. said C plus. Yeah. Like you I'll saw you could, you saw him get tired throughout the end of the season. Like he was just yeah. like, oh like shit, how am I gonna get through but, this? The, the one the one really good thing I think um,
1: the the thing that's giving me giving him the plus for me is off the field you start to see he's starting to take a leadership role in in that defense and I think that's important I think that's going to be really important going into next year sure
2: so it looks like I'm the outlier here and I I'm giving Polenta an a minus
0: knew you were going that way.
2: (laughs) And, and and the reason I'm going that way is I I mean,
1: he was on, he was on a back line that gave up right. Like eight goals in the last two games. He
0: was the best. He was one of the best in the back. So he ends up
2: winning, he ends up winning galaxy defender of the year. And there were only two. Oh, actually, uh, there was a third one that, uh, uh, if you listen, I'm sure you guys listen to Corner of the Galaxy. Uh, I think Sophie had said Jonathan Dos Santos, which is funny because he actually went through my mind as well. But I wasn't going to give him that title. It was between Palenta and Steriz, uh, as far as Defender of the Year. Regardless of who would have won between those two, I would not have been angry. It's hard to give any defender on this back line such a high grade. But for a guy who came off of six months of not playing coming in he had a shaky start which was expected i thought he settled in rather quickly i think a lot of people were giving him like 10 games before he settled in i gave him more of half of that maybe like by the 5th game you saw where he was headed yeah. you saw that his his iq was there the rust was still there sure but the iq was definitely there and you got to remember the first 5 games of the season we weren't allowing that many goals not yet. Right? No. So that didn't happen until later on in the season. Yeah, the goals now, were his. Was his
0: mistakes, <laughs> the ones that we let in in those first um, like right. three well, games. Right. Well, those are the
2: first two. Like yeah, the first two or three games, he had those mistakes, and then was solid after that. And obviously, he had arguably the worst game of the season uh, in the playoff match against LAFC. He picked a hell of a time to have his worst game. And yeah, obviously everyone had a horrible game against Houston. everyone had a horrible game against Vancouver. He was asked to play on the left side and I thought he shined. Who else kept Vela and Ch- Vela in check all season? Nobody but Polenta sure as hell made him his bitch. I I feel that this guy was more solid than not. I think obviously the last thing that you saw from him wasn't entirely reflective of what he gave us for the majority of the season and i completely understand why he won defender of the year it's um under the circumstances i mean i i yeah, i think it's an a minus so I, I will be the outlier there let's move on chris pontius chris pontius has officially retired uh from soccer david what do we say about mr pontius
1: Uh, Chris Pontius, 18 games, 697 minutes. He's very on the fence of having an incomplete. But given that this was his final year, I felt the need to give him a grade. I think that Chris Pontius gets a C. Um, He unfortunately didn't get as many, wasn't as impactful as he could have been. He had two goals and two assists for the year in the limited minutes that he got. That's what give, gives him such a high grade for me. Um, I feel like he could have been a spark toward the end of the season. So it's, it's unfortunate that he didn't get more minutes toward the end, especially in that last uh, playoff game. But I think that, uh, you know, calling it an end to a, uh, to a storied career, he, um, he deserved a grade here. So there you have it.
0: Bobby. Uh, yeah, just like David, incomplete, but I'll give him a grade because we're never going to hear from him again. Uh, C plus. Thanks for all your work.
2: I also have to give him a C plus here. I, I think that, again, I think he was under use. And most of the time when we were begging for a sub, who were we asking for? It was Pontius. There was a reason for that. He was maybe not a spark offensively, but he could have brought a calming presence in that midfield and on the defensive side of the ball when he was coming in where like you needed a forward. He's not a forward, but hell, you know what? He was a utility guy. It wasn't necessarily his fault that he wasn't featured as much as he probably should have been, and that probably falls on the coach. But overall, from what I saw from him, I would have liked to give him a, a higher grade, but it's – I don't know. He, he didn't really also stand out. So I'm with Bobby here and with Dave. We're pretty much on the same page. It's a C plus for Chris Pontius. And yes, thank you for, uh, for, uh, these two, what, two seasons, two seasons, right? Yep. So there it is. All right. Let's move on to Dave Romney. Uh, Dave Romney is no longer, a member of the Galaxy family, at least momentarily. He will always be remembered as a Galaxy guy, obviously. But he has been traded to expansion side Nashville for $225,000 in allocation money, along with the condition that Nashville not select a Galaxy player in the expansion draft. That was part of the deal. What do we say about Dave Romney, David?
1: Dave Romney... Gets to see uh, because he didn't feature much, but when he did, he came in and he made a comp competent looking um, left back. Now, again, he's part of a defense that gave up like eight goals in the last two games. But with that being said, um, you know, he was, he was, he was a good, solid uh, squad guy. Uh, He played in only 14 games, but I'm going to give him a C.
0: Bobby, David wrapped it that all up in a bow, but mine's a B minus.
2: I agree with Bobby here. I'm actually going to give him a B minus here. And to be fair, based on how often we saw him, this should be an automatic incomplete. But if there was any sort of impact. I think Dave Romney had the most of it because of how bad this defense was. And Dave Romney was one of those guys where he would play anywhere for you, anytime. And it's hard for you not to appreciate something like that. Grossly, grossly underused. As we said, we have no idea why. We speculate that he insulted Ma We don't know. But it was not a player that GBS... Wanted in there yet somehow found his way into the starting lineup toward the end of the season where the more important games um, happen. And granted, that the person in front of him should have been benched last season. <laughs> um, again, that could also fall on the coach. We don't know what happened there, but you know, wh- when he was in there, he did more than a formidable job. Uh, it's ironic that the two defenders that we have, or well, actually, we've gone three already. And only one of them has had a failing grade. I'm not really sure if we're just, you know, doing that with our hearts, but um, I like Romney. I would have loved to see him more. I think he did well for, you know, the situation he was thrown into. And we wish him luck in Nashville, all the luck in the world uh, up until you play the Galaxy. B minus for Mr. Romney. And let's go ahead and move on to the guy who apparently was better than he was, Jürgen Shelvik. Bobby, what do we say about Jürgen Selvig? <laughs> <Schell-Vick? laughs>
0: what, what did you just say? Better than who? What? Who
2: apparently, he? apparently, Selvig is better than Romney because Shelvick oh. appeared significantly more in the starting lineup <laughs> yes. than Romney okay, okay. did. I
0: thought you meant by letter grade. I'm like, we haven't said anything yet about this. Uh, because no, Lewis, no, no. Lewis did just say um, how we were being a little bit... Uh, uh, was the, gracious by giving a lot of these defenders higher ratings when you actually look at how it, they performed this year. Um, a lot of them should be a lot lower than than just Gonzalez at the moment because I think have Gonzalez at D minus, um, but Shelvik, a straight up F, and that's all. <laughs> David, what do you say about Jurgen Shelvick?
2: <laughs>
1: what's What's worse than an F?
2: There you go. <laughs> um,
1: you have been I am can I expel yeah Jorgen deport are... Jorgen Shelvik? I know we don't like to we don't like to use deportation lightly, but I think in this case, even if who, who are triggered for that by that word, I think would agree deport Jorgen Shelvik. Yeah, this was a bomb and you're not allowed to come back to my school. As a matter of fact, don't go to any
2: school ever.
0: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind it being was, in another team so we can roll through them. I mean, that's okay. Uh,
2: again, th- this was a signing by the previous administration. Uh, one of the many fuck-ups that that administration did. Uh, this was by far I- – I-, I can't even say it was the worst. That's the sad part. I can't even say this was the worst fuck-up. But we paid a million dollars for this guy. A million fucking dollars for Jurgen shelvik what an absolute waste of money, space, international spot, roster, oxygen, anything. It was just absolutely dreadful. Yes, deport him. Don't come anywhere near my freaking team again. It is beyond an F. Wow. Let's move on to Daniel Steris. So That's for me a breath of fresh air. Bobby, let's start with you. What do you give Daniel Stairs?
0: Well, this year? is a very different uh change from our last player for sure. Um Stairs again, another defender that is a part of the lineup that really felt us a shit ton this year. Um except I don't know. I think I'm giving I think the man, I don't even have words. I'm you know Stairs I'm, <laughs> I'm like I keep I'm like B+ Stairs.
2: B plus Steris. David,
1: what do you say? I I went back and forth on this quite a bit because in my mind, I'm like, I can't give anyone on that back line above a C. But Starez did something that I never thought he would do. He impressed the hell out of me this year. Um, I think that Daniel Steris was by far our most consistent defender. Uh, he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad like anywhere near. I think he only made two boneheaded mistakes all year. And um, he really, really made a strong case for us to keep him. Um, 32 games, 2,795 minutes. Um, I'm going to give him a B-plus for the year.
2: All right. He was a guy that we thought was going to be out, was not going to be featured, especially with the signing of People Gonzalez, we thought that this guy was going to be relegated to the bench. And yet, he didn't allow Scalotto to make that decision. He made the case to be in that starting lineup each and every game. He had his mistakes, of course. But who didn't in that back line? He was by far our most consistent defender. And when you compare the players that were here last year to... Um, what they put out this year, I think the biggest turnaround was Daniel Starez. And I'm going to give credit to the coach for that one because I think he came out of nowhere. No one would have said that the most consistent defender we had was Daniel Starres. I think he impressed. And like I said, the player, I mean, the defender of the year was between Palenta and Starez. It was very close. I am also giving Starez that B-plus, but I'm also teetering toward that A minus because mm-hmm. if, if I am gonna say that either Polenta or Steris was deserving of that award, they have to be within the same grade. Otherwise, it would have been Polenta outright. But for me, it really was a toss up, B plus A minus range. And yeah, I mean, I, I probably should just be giving him the benefit of the doubt because of the improvement. It should be an A minus. You know what? I'm going with A minus.
0: Jesus, well, you're giving these defenders a minus. lot of good days. If I if I saw yeah, them on it, your it paper, I would yeah. I would have expected them to do a lot better job this year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, to be to be, uh, uh, and I understand why you're making that argument. To be fair, the best rotation or the best center pairing, statistically, were Polen and Stars when they played together in the middle. Yeah. If you separated them, that that was bad news for the Galaxy. Or yeah more bad news for the Galaxy, so you can make that case as well, the final three players on the list, Didi Traore Justin Baumstieg, Ethan Zubak I think we can all agree, these are yeah.
0: Incompletes. Yeah. Yep.
2: Um so, um, I'm going to go ahead and toss in a couple other ones in here that weren't on the list, because I think they're important what grade do we give Guillermo Barros Escalotto, David first year coach, what do you say?
1: Whew. um I'm gonna yeah, give this is, this is a tricky one. Th- yeah, it's tricky. I'm gonna give Scalotto a B minus because I think that he did a lot with what he was given and, and the roster that he was given, but uh he was also given the tools to earn himself an A and he didn't do it. Um <clears throat> part of that was his defensive setup, part of that was the player acquisitions that didn't really pan out. Uh, for the best, especially for uh, Gonzalez. And I think that he, you know, for a guy who, who's coming in, at, given the roster that he had, uh, given that it's a new league for him, and, uh, different rules, granted he used to play here, but that's not the same thing. Um, he did the best with what he could. But I don't think it earns him an A. So I'm going to give him, what I say, a B-minus? B minus. B minus. B minus. All
0: right. All right. Bobby, what do you say? I'm actually doing the same thing. B minus. Um, I don't believe in that word of like best thing that he could he could have done. Um, it's kind of like giving out a participation award, like being like, oh, good job, then, buddy. Um, no, uh, he did good with the team that he had. He changed us up from the last two seasons, uh, except there were moments where he was out coached on the field by other coaches in mls he would take too much time to make out uh make subs or switch players around or up or anything um it seemed for many games he was very stubborn in the way he wanted to play and it showed how bad we were um here and there he would switch up and make in making you know incredible uh amazing choices and decisions but um I feel like he could have done a lot better. I'm giving him a B minus. I think next year, we'll see how next year goes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, I we definitely want an A plus next year. So B minus. My boy,
2: this was my guy. I've been wanting him since Bruce Arena uh, stepped down, and uh, finally got. His goal from the beginning of the season, he said, was make the playoffs. He essentially was saying we need to crawl before we walk when people were talking about MLS Cup. He knew he wasn't going to win MLS Cup. He just said, hey, we need to get back into the playoffs. We need to learn how to win again. And by all means, he accomplished that goal. And we mentioned earlier, or Bobby mentioned earlier, that you know, the MLS was just being silly. One or two games meant the difference between second and place and second and sixth place in, uh, in one of the conferences. And that's where the Galaxy stood. If you won the final two games against two worst teams, you're in second place in the Western Conference. You'd finish, what, fourth or fifth overall in the entire league. Yet you finish in fifth in the Western Conference. It's actually kind of crazy that that happened. I think that it's was silly. a little bit overrated it's crazy silly silly. (laughs) but it was a turnaround it really was a turnaround from the past two seasons and he did accomplish the goal that's not to say that he didn't earn criticism he was outcoached tactically he was uh, bobby said very stubborn in the way he wanted to play he didn't have faith in his players as far as his subs um the rotation wasn't there made the subs too late where they were completely ineffective. And, you know, I think those are fair criticisms. All in all, for the team that he was given, this wasn't his team. He couldn't play the style that he wanted. He gets to bring in, well, no, no, it, it w- they would be his players because he's going to be asking for a certain player. He's going to be asking for a certain type of player. Um next season, we'll see what you know if that system actually pans out the way that we all hope and the way he would want it to pan out. but for me I agree with the guys 100% it's a B minus. it's a passing grade for what he for what he did and how we turned this team around and you got to remember that the team is changing not just on the field on the roster but just as an organization philosophically and that doesn't happen overnight. it does take time. I thought he did. A commendable job, but there's definitely a lot of room for improvement here. I think B minus is more than fair, and I think we're all pretty much in agreement um, with skeleto here. B minus for him. DTK, what do we say about DTK?
0: Uh, For me, an A. I mean, no no I mean, (laughs) I don't. He just made great decisions. I mean, for to get Scaloto to, uh, just, 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 I don't know, just good decisions all around, uh, throughout the entire season. Uh, he, this, this, this year, the galaxy was exciting again. And it, they haven't been exciting to me for a few years, not at this type of level. Um, even though it was a frustrating season and we had our high levels of, 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 of failures, um, it was it was incredibly exciting, and I and I give that all to him, to be honest. An A. David. Um,
1: I agree. Dtk uh, deserves nothing less than A. Because he took a team that was down in the dumps, two of the worst years in history, and he turned it around so quickly. And not only has he turned around the results, and and the fact that the galaxy you know made its way back into the playoffs this year the culture around the team changed and it it takes a lot for a culture within mls to change it takes years dtk did it in less than a year because i firmly believe that next year is a year where the galaxy is back to those glory years that we talk about, the 2009 to 2014 years. They have the potential, they have the building blocks. DTK has come in, he's churned the soil, he's graded it, he's built a foundation, and now it's time to start building.
2: All right. DTK, like Scalotto, inherited a team that was a mess and made it a little worse for Teclose just simply because he was handicapped. Can't get a DP guy. uh, International roster spots were all but filled. Salary cap was, you know, to the max. I mean, he had to get rid of one of our DPs to sign another one that was still yet on the team. And yet he managed to do all that. And despite all of these obstacles and walls that he had, still landed Pavon, still landed Skeloto. Well, that's not to do with the players, but landed Skeloto, landed Pavon, landed Antuna, landed Alvarez. He even said, we're going to have to find some creative ways to sign players." And he did it. And he continues to do so. He's going to continue to do so. He is going to have pretty much almost a clean slate next year you're gonna have a couple dp slots open up you're gonna have so much salary room to be made available to you that you can buy literally anybody that you want this guy has changed or his goal is to change the organization top to bottom philosophically just on the business end the way I don't want to say interacts with fans, but just bring the fans a little bit more. I mean, remember last year that the LAFC game was just another game? That was a complete contrast from what we saw this year. The morale, the morale of the fan base, and I said this at the beginning of the year, the morale of the fan base changed very quickly. And that was because of the close. And the entire year we were in it, the entire year we were fighting for the playoffs, and we— all believed we had a fighting, albeit long shots, but a fighting chance in those playoffs. It's hard to give that man anything but an A. And still, the ceiling is absolutely high because it doesn't happen overnight. But it was a hell of a first year for Mr. Teclose. And finally, guys, the last grade... What do we give the Galaxy overall, David?
1: Mm. Oh, it's tough because again, you're coming off of two or three bad years, underperforming. I think they got back to that. You know, they get back to the playoffs. But if you look at the Galaxy in terms of their history, in terms of Always setting the bar higher and higher and higher. I have to give the Galaxy a B- for the year. They improved. They improved, but they didn't get there. So they have room for improvement still.
0: Well, well, there's always room for improvement even when you're great. Um, They improved substantially from the last two years. Uh, Let's not forget, if they didn't fuck up the last two or three games, we would have ended up in second place. Again, MLS was silly. If we ended up in that area, even though we lost in MLS playoffs, we would be seeing this team as a whole different other thing about how they were so successful and la-di-da. Um, I thought they did great this year in, in, in the terms of how we've been doing in the last couple years and the changes and how quickly we've been talking about it. You know, what DeColso did, GBS, everything. Um, but the other, but, but we also need to be very critical about the way they were playing. You know, they were, they were very uneven a lot of the season. The season was, was was consistent in the way of how they were inconsistent. Um, As much as you guys love to say that throughout the season, I just remember you guys saying that so much. Um, But that was something that we saw, and it's something that they were never, ever able to get over. Uh, And it showed at the last game, the last MLS playoff game. Like That showed our true colors of what that team exactly is. We'll fight and we'll make goals, but you can can outscore us because we're just not good enough in that way. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and give them a B minus as well as David, um, because the, the the overall change and hitting the playoffs and and just everything it it's it's a success, but when you look at it in the macro level, micro level, uh, there's a shit ton of improvement on the pitch that needs to be done. So
2: uh, well, both the guys kind of said uh, what I was going to say and. They're giving the same grade as they did Escalotto, which kind of makes sense. I mean, he is responsible for the team and how they're performing and, and what the results um, uh, were. The difference for me, David said it. This is the galaxy. There's a, there's a lot of expectations from this team. We were the standard bearers at one point. We need to become those standard bearers yet again. Simply making the playoffs... It's not good enough. We're not Orlando. We're not Minnesota. We expect to be in the playoffs every season, and we expect to be competitive in those playoffs every season. And as Bobby said, there was a lot of inconsistencies. That was the one consistency that the Galaxy had. And and he was right, that that final game of the season was pretty much a really good sum of what this Galaxy team really was. I was also teetering for a B- in this, but because of, the, of who they are, because it's the Galaxy. Because we expect more, and granted that they, it was a significant improvement from the last two seasons, we still need to be better. And I'm giving them slightly lower grade. I'm giving them a C+, plus because there is a lot more room for improvement, and um, there's a lot of things that can change. But again, it doesn't happen overnight, and I think that this administration, or well, when I say administration, I mean the two guys that are the face of the franchise right now, um, deserve the patience and um i think good things are uh are ahead of us and that's a good sign we couldn't say that in 2017 so um c plus for me overall for the galaxy um as there is more than enough room for improvement here and i think we've come to the end of the list for me i'm just gonna say this really really quick half joke but half serious honorable mention chris klein (laughs) do do you want to know why because i said if he wants to do a good job he's got to take himself out of the equation and make people forget that he exists and guess what he fucking did that this year he gets an a um he also signed the closing (laughs) credit where credit is
0: i I gotta agree i'm 100% with those those two arguments i give him an a yeah
2: (laughs) yep it's it's like half a joke but i'm being serious at the same time credit where credit is due I,
1: I, love the, I love that the tease that we're going to put put on Twitter is, you know, 2019 year in review. Chris Klein got an A. Listen to find out why.
0: <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Oh, God. That's the dirtiest clickbait ever. <laughs> All right, guys. Before
1: we Tell sign off, we have Chris Klein got an A.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get attacked. People are not going to listen. Right. They're just going to attack us right away. <laughs> oh, right. They're just going
1: to attack us, right? <laughs> well, no, they A- will listen in like... Wait a minute! Hold on! What the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck? <laughs> Eight reasons are going to be like listing like how bad he did last year, and then the two reasons going to be like, does anybody remember that Chris Klein was part of this? Yeah, exactly. Like, nope. A plus.
2: A plus, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So we before we sign off, we do have two listener questions, and we're going to get to them really quick. One of the questions actually goes along with the season review. Uh, first question is by a good friend of the show, Madam Serrano. Y'all going to get my dude Dave Romney on the cast before he lands in Tennessee?
1: Dave Romney, what's up? David, (laughs) this is on you. You need to go get Romney before he out playing. I
2: already already hit him up. All right, cool. All right, so we're working on it, madam. And uh, at LA Galaxy Fan Talk, everyone knows who that is. Um, Best memory of the year for you guys that doesn't include any of the El Trafico games. Ah, fuck you.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, that's Bob, fair. Bobby, that's Bobby, the, Bobby, Bobby, those are the Bobby, best be memory he, ones. He I know. Well, that's why he put the, it in well, there. Not the ones at LAFC cuz that I forget. I Bobby, get too do you drunk. Remember? I was gonna
1: say Bobby, do you, do you remember?
0: I remember no. the ones at Galaxy at the, at Carson, but at the Stank I get too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember the first 70 76 minutes of both car uh, both uh, uh, Stank games. <laughs> oh god Shit. all right so oh, no. man, oh, man. you go first then david because i don't fucking know then because oh, those man, are the only no ones world. that hit me like hard in my in, in my memory i was well well that's why he put it in there because he Ooh. knew that those were going to be the most
2: memorable ones i mean i think that's a fair question or at least that's a fair little uh you know like what well, not the tropical games where that's all of our favorite memories <laughs> So I, I, David.
1: Have, well, I have a couple of things that are I'm kicking around and are, so I guess I guess my my question, my follow up question for Galaxy Fan Talk is, do they have to be game specific memories? Because for me, I think a lot of the, the memories that I have about this year happened not particularly in line with games Um one of them was meeting Zlatan in person giving him a sticker, getting a picture of him, you know, like that was amazing. That was an amazing moment. Yeah. Uh, that I got to, that I got to experience. Another one is the megapod. The megapod was this incredible mess that happened where we had 22 different galaxy podcasts all going at the same <laughs> time. Um, you know, shout out to all of our, uh, pro- podcast brethren. Um, that was, I mean, you know, that was for me. That was a memorable time, you know, singing, playing games with my heart with everybody. Um, but in terms of on the on the field, whew, uh, I, it's hard to say, man. I I I. I Honestly, can't narrow one down right now, and yeah, now dude, I'm scrambling I to pick something. I,
0: my my mind is like fast forward through all these images that now I've hit just blank, and it's just static, and I'm like, I can't think of anything. Um, it's just the overall season. It's just the overall up and down, the excitement that was going around. The it just it was it was a really good season. It was a fun season. It was it was. Uh, I th- I feel like the fan base came out a lot stronger and louder this season than we have in quite a while. Um. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot more connections happening. There's a shit ton more podcasts happening. So it's just, it's just <laughs> overall. It's just overall experience of the galaxy throughout the entire season and everything that comes with wow. it. Maybe yeah, maybe I, Jonathan.
1: It, maybe Jonathan's Golasso in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: okay. That was that was sure, an important sure. one, right? Against Minnesota, it was dope. <laughs> but it's not. So, but it's not like I was there and I was like, I remember that. Ooh, ah, you know. Right. Right.
2: I uh, actually the, like David's answer because there was a lot of people when they, they were talking about this season, a lot of people on Twitter were saying, hey, I got to meet a lot of my Galaxy family. And, you know, we saw uh, an even more um, expansion as far as independent content we, we saw a lot of people making, you know, stickers and pins, scarves and jerseys. And, you know, we're we're all supporting each other. We're not competing against each other we're all you know like hey how can we make ourselves better and uh, how can we you know um bring more galaxy content to uh to this family here and and you know we got to meet a lot of the family um this season so um i actually like david's answer as far as games i'll tell you exactly which game it was actually pretty easy for me it was the philadelphia game very early in the year i believe it was in april um i think it was a two two nil victory and the reason uh, for that was a couple that's actually the first game that i took my son to Mm -hmm. that was his first galaxy game so i'm always going to remember that so that's always going to be memorable and uh it was also a uh the game that i took three co-workers to two of them were actually uh seeing the galaxy for the very first time we're talking guys that don't follow soccer they ne- had never been to a game. They were curious. They wanted to see what it was about. One guy uh, in particular had been asking me, you know, he's been wanting to get into the, to the game. So I invited him to that game. So uh, coworkers and I had a fun time. And guess what? They had three new Galaxy fans. Um, uh, and uh, now at my job, uh, if there's ever an LAFC Hat or jersey that walks into our job, uh, they're quick to point them out, and they're like, "Hey, this uh, this guy went through, you know, saw this guy with a hat, and so, fuck that guy, you know." So he, they really bought into the whole you know, rivalry, and the guy, I mean, they, were, they were dying for tickets to get into the, one of the uh, tropical games. They kept hitting me up for tickets. I'm like, dude, you're going to have to pay, like, you know, two, three hundred bucks. They really want to get into the playoff game. Uh, they always hit me up for those tickets. Uh, but they became Galaxy fans. Uh, they bought the jersey. They bought the merch. Um, so, and that uh, was uh, because of that game. Um, so, uh, that was actually a pretty easy one for me. It was the Philadelphia game back in April. And, um, that's it only two questions right. uh, although that last question I, I love that question because it fit in with the you know the end of the season uh review um do we have anything else to say guys
0: david?
1: no i think uh for the first time ever no
0: all right guys well thank you for listening this is the end of the season episode 179 i'm here with david and lewis all
1: right good night guys thank you very much
0: yep thank you for listening yep. we'll see you sometime and this is bobby you'll probably hear another show in about a couple of weeks Bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls and Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button.